0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the VIP Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. Today, I am so excited to have Philip Galinsky on the show. He is a voice actor that has an experience Extensive resume. He is also the creator, host, and executive producer of the Manhattan Monologue Slam. I'm really excited to talk to him about his voice acting career as well, because that is something that we're going to be doing in New York in a couple of weeks. And I'm excited to hear about his experience as a voice actor and just all the different opportunities that it has afforded him since he has been um, doing it. So waiting for him to get on so I'm really excited to have him on the show I don't know if anyone has ever seen um, Dora the Explorer but he was actually the voice of the cake stealing bear and also he has done voiceover for video games as well so it's amazing all the opportunities that there are for voice actors so we're just trying to get him on the show let's see here So um, something we're really excited about, like I said, was coming up, we have an an event in New York in the first weekend of September. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be training people to do voice acting. We have one of the people who is the gold standard of voice acting, who is going to be training our people, the people coming to the event on voice work, on how to be a voice actor. So it's going to be really exciting to have this conversation with Philip in advance of her coming to the show as well. coming to New York to do the event with us. So, yeah, so if you're interested in voice acting, definitely reach out to the website that I have here on the podcast, the link on the podcast, so that you can learn more about that. And now let's welcome Philip to the show. Hi, Philip. How are you today?
0: Good. How are you?
1: Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem.
1: Awesome. So I was giving the, uh, my audience a little bit of your background, but can you give them, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Give us a little bit of your story.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll give you my story, and I'm going to be name-dropping celebrities, so watch your toes because it's going to hurt.
1: Awesome. I love, um, I love name-dropping.
0: Cool. Uh, so um, television-wise, I just uh, booked uh, guest star on uh, Law & Order. Uh, So that was cool. I got to work with uh, two of the main characters. And I was an auto mechanic who was kind of a jerk to one of the cops. And when we were rehearsing it, he was like, If I had a real gun, I would have shot you. And I was like, Oh, great. I guess I'm doing a good job. Um,
1: That's awesome. (laughs) So
0: So if you go to my website, it's Philip Galinsky, Philip with one L, G A L I N S K Y dot com. It'll have my TV film work and also my voiceover work, which I was uh, the lead kidnapper in Grand Theft Auto 5, and I got to kidnap Jonah Hill in, I think the chapter is called Parenting 101. (laughs) Uh, I also was on Dora the Explorer. Uh, I was a bear that stole birthday cakes until Dora teaches me how to bake birthday cakes, and uh, then (laughs) I don't steal anymore. And I'm the host yeah, I'm the host and executive producer of the National Monologue Slam, which is nationalslam.com. And it's sort of like a actor's fight club competition and educational uh, seminar that we do, like, every four months. We bring it around the country and just try to get actors exposure uh, and meetings and uh, classes with casting directors and agents and stuff like that. And let's see what else. Uh I'm going to be hopefully starting my own podcast since everybody has one. Um, and I'm also gonna be doing an unauthorized Netflix comedy special in hopefully October. Nice. So, well
1: I highly absolutely. recommend the podcasting life. It's it's fantastic. I love it.
0: Right, right. And you know, I also have commercials running nationally for Toyota, my voice, and for in Florida for public supermarkets. And uh, a bunch of other crazy stuff. But if you go to my website, it's all there.
1: That's awesome. And then I so, actually, then I um, I
0: also I also coach privately for voiceover, and uh, and I have a studio in New York City that I use as well.
1: Well, you're a very busy guy. Let's let's talk. Let's start by talking about the monologue slam. Can you explain that? It, it sounds like a op- fantastic opportunity for people to get in front of the like, casting directors and stuff. So can you explain that a
0: little bit to us? Sure. If you, the website is nationalslam.com and basically when you go, you you register for one of our events and then when it, within the registration it, it says, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to do a one minute comedic monologue. Okay, cool. And then if you wanted to do another monologue, like dramatic, you you would click that, or if you wanted to do a song, you could click that. And so the day starts at 10 a.m., and there'll be a master class with a casting director, and then at 11, there'll be a master class with a talent agent or a talent manager, and then we take lunch, which is free. You get a free lunch, and then while we're doing lunch, we're organizing the monologue slam competition, and then you do your monologue in front of the agent and casting director and they give you real time feedback and you get a score sheet and a review sheet. And then at the end we have, you know, winners and then people, everybody gets a goodie bag with sponsor prizes in it and stuff like that. And then you get a copy of your performance as well. And they, that's awesome. The How mentors, did you come
1: up with that idea?
0: We'd been, do, we'd been doing a nightclub version of it where it was basically people competing and doing monologues, but the panel didn't really have time to educate them or comment as thoroughly as they wanted to because we only had a certain amount of time at the club. So uh, the panel, the, the agents and managers said, can you do this like on a Saturday where we have more time with them? so we can actually help them and we were like sure so we've been oh, wow. doing it that way it's worked out really well for everybody and then the and, the and the um casting directors and agents stay for the whole time so you can eat lunch with them and just still be talking to them and there's a lot of information that oh. casting directors can't tell you at an audition because they got a look you know what i mean so yeah you learn mm-hmm. much about like there could be silly things that you're doing wrong but they're not going to tell you because they can't really tell you when they're working, you know, little things like you don't look Mm -hmm. at the casting director when you're auditioning because now they're stuck. They can't do anything but look back at you. They can't take notes. They can't do anything. um, Stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Well, that's a tip I never knew. Now I know, now I know how to help my talent.
0: Yeah. Now some, some actors come and drop in. So like, J.O. Sanders, if your audience Googles him, they'll be like, oh, my God, that guy's in everything. He's done, like, a mini master class when he's in town. Um, So we work with, you know, celebrities as well that have actually done the slam. So, like, one of the panelists, uh, Alicia Joy Powell, she just was on three episodes of Orange is the New Black. She was Piper's parole officer, and she started with us in the slam. So we've discovered a lot of people through it as well.
1: That's awesome. That's a great opportunity for people because I think people are always like looking. Oh, well, I want to go. I just want to go an open call or something like that. But actually, being having the ability to showcase your talent and right. have people who can make dif- make a difference in your career that that's pretty awesome. That sounds like a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. Do you enjoy doing that?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I uh, I got my agent from doing it. So that was the one who sent me on the Law and Order. And I also got my manager from doing it. And uh, one of the girls that did it uh, two times prior to this one, she did a song and then the casting director said, you have to come in and audition for me. We're doing a musical about X, Y, and Z. So she basically, because she was, you know, right place, right time, she impressed the casting director enough to get an audition.
1: That's awesome. So do you only do, do you do them in New York or you said you do them throughout the country? What other locations do you do them?
0: We're doing uh, Dallas, um, D.C., uh, potentially Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, and then try to move down south and then out west and just kind of build it up. So basically what we can do is gather champions from each city we go to and then have like a super slam at the end of the year.
1: Oh, wow, that's awesome. I love that, especially yeah. because you're giving exposure to smaller markets like Dallas and Charlotte and different things like that. Like, there's not a whole lot of the entertainment right. industry there, so you're really you're really opening up doors for people that otherwise wouldn't have those opportunities. And then if they, they become a winner and then they get to go to the Grand Slam, I mean, that would be even better for them. That's fantastic.
0: And then there's also the component that we always try to tell these actors is, like, come – to the slam, you know, come to the one in Dallas, but know that everybody's kinda auditioning from anywhere nowadays. And if they really like mm-hmm. you, they're gonna fly you to New York or California. So you don't have to just pack your bags and go. You can be yeah. in Dallas and if if you audition and they like you they're gonna they're gonna bring you out, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I they'll bring you out choices. or they'll give you the opportunity to get there.
0: Right. There were two little twin boys I got through, they were in the movie 2012 and they got it from just being twins and sent something in an audition and they liked them and they flew them out to California and then they shot the movie in Vancouver. Oh, wow. That's
1: yeah. Awesome.
0: That's so cool. But if you can get the New York so, training while, while we're in your town, you know, and then just use it after we leave, that'll just help you even more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So important. So, and I yeah. think, um, people need the training and it's something that they need to learn. And there's little tips, like, don't look at the casting director. That's stuff that All I'm right. sure every new person messes up when they walk in there, like talking directly to the casting director. And like, you don't realize that that, like you said, that freezes them. So now, okay, well now I can't even take notes, but I have to like engage you. So that, that's right. if, if you don't get any other tips from this podcast, that, that, that there was solid gold. All right.
0: All right. Thank you.
1: That's awesome. You're welcome. Thank you for dropping gold on the VIP Ignite podcast. So, That's so right. how long have you been in the entertainment industry? Like, have you been doing this for a long time?
0: Yeah, uh, probably. I I had the the longest streak in New York, 20 years, without being on Law and Order until this year. So I finally <laughs> okay. Made it. Um nice. but Yeah, I've been doing it for like 20 years, and so like okay. the way I kind of do it is or the way I like to do what I do is kind of like, um, if your audience doesn't know him, he's a great actor. His name is John Leguizamo. But he does his own work. Uh, And so any of the commercials or any of the TV or any of the stuff that I book, I usually put that money back into my own stuff because I feel like I can control that more. I can control it Mm -hmm. more and then more people can see me in a different way and then I can get more uh, different, interesting work, rather than just waiting for the phone to ring or going on auditions myself. I do all that as well, yeah. but I want to just keep going. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, when show I was looking I through you... your. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's all... yeah, when I was looking through your resume, I saw that you do a one-man sh- that you did a one-man show. You've done like a lot of the stuff. I feel like on your resume was stuff that you did on your own. So how do you? Yeah. um can can you explain a little bit about that to us? Because I know everyone is waiting for their big break. They're waiting for someone to discover them. But can you talk, speak a little bit to, like, doing your own work?
0: Yeah. Like, um, first of all, start small. You don't have to have an hour-long special. You could do 20 minutes, you know. Figure out mm-hmm. what you want to do. So is it a bunch of monologues that show you can – you have different ranges? If so, is it, like, monologues about your parents? Like, you've got to get a theme. You've got to get something easy that people can understand. So, like, I had all these random monologues that I wrote. And I said, oh, this, I can't do a show because people would just be confused. Of it. What the hell is this? So then <laughs> I said, right, I got it. I'm going to call it the best of Craigslist. And so... When you when you were sitting in the audience, the projector projects a Craigslist posting, and then I'm either the person who wrote it or is responding to it. So now I can have 10 different characters that live under Craigslist. Now the audience gets it, you know what I mean, rather than
1: – Oh, that, that's oh, brilliant.
0: Is, yeah, the show is great, but if we didn't know where we were and who it was, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I also was able, by doing that, I was able to bring in my friends to do a couple of characters as well so that it wasn't all just me. And that helps me transition to the next character. It also helps them get exposure and showcase themselves. And then it also helps offset the cost of renting a space and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's what I recommend. Renting, Renting a space to do it in, getting really good video of it, I wouldn't recommend, like, trying to go to an open mic or a stand-up thing because you're you're basically there to make them money. And if mm-hmm. you want exposure and your friends to come and people to see you, if you rent the venue, even though it might be a little more expensive, you don't have to charge anybody anything, and then they'll definitely come. Yeah.
1: You know. yeah. So, yeah, that makes that's sense. Kind of but then all. Okay. Now, do you think um, for someone who's like just getting started out, do you think going to like an open mic night or something like that is a good idea, just to kind of get so they know what it's like to be on stage and like to to learn their, their yeah. stage presence?
0: Yeah, definitely. But don't invite people.
1: <laughs> don't don't invite people. Yeah, we um we did we had this challenge where people were supposed to go do a, go do a stand up routine. And, like, nearly every one of the people is like, oh, I don't I, I can't get ten friends to come buy two drinks. So, right. but, I, right. yeah. yeah.
0: That's the problem.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but yeah. it's easier if you're going to be on the stand up It's easier just to rent a space, a little performance space, and just invite your friends. No one's going to know when they look at the video that it's not a comedy club. You know what I
1: mean? hmm Yeah, that makes sense. <sighs> that makes a lot of sense we'll have to add that to our Mm -hmm. repertoire of stuff that we recommend. Um, That's cool. So a lot of what you do, too, is um, voice acting. So how did you get into that? And can you explain that process to me a little bit?
0: Yeah, I did. I created a a long time ago, I created a live animated game show where when the voice actors talk, the mouth moves. Like like synchronized, like a puppet show, with the animation And okay, the, the people that would be in the chat windows at this website would be in two different chat rooms, and they'd be competing against each other for the game show. And whichever chat room got the most correct answers would get prizes mailed to them. And so I did that for a while, and then um, my, one of the people that helped produce it. Uh, hooked me up with an agent for voiceovers. Said you should, you know, tell them what you do because you got a lot of voices. And So I then made a a demo with all these different voices. I had like, it was like a DJ's radio station and people were calling in because it was the contestant line, you know, like to win something. So uh-huh. it was all these different voices. Yeah. And then, and then I put a, like a normal commercial at the very end. And, uh, the agent was like, what was all that that radio stuff with all the different voices? I said, I thought you'd like that. He's like, no, God, no. I was like, oh, he was like, I did like the last one. The normal one I really liked. And I said, oh, okay. So then from there, um, you basically, you, you need to make a you know, home studio, but it doesn't have to be that expensive. Like if people go on YouTube, they can see people that You know, they basically made it in their closet and just put the microphone in between their sweaters or whatever. But Mm -hmm. you need a home studio that's halfway decent because 90% of the auditions are emailed to you and then you just record them at home and you send it to the agent. And if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. But you're not, like, running around going to any place, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so So, that's how I... And um, like, what is the scene like for voice or voice work? Is there a lot of work? Like, uh, can you, can you speak to like the variety of roles and different things and different jobs that you can get doing voice work?
0: Yeah. There's a website called ACX.com. And it's voiceover artists that put up their profile and then authors of books will contact them and then they'll, audition them, and work with them to put their book on audio file, and then you get paid, like you negotiate a rate. There's there's all different types of books up there. There's kids' books, comedies, short stories, dramas. So you basically, like, read a paragraph of one of their books, and if they like you, then you guys negotiate a deal. So that's one area. (laughs) There's a lot of voiceover stuff for people's podcasts. There's tons of it for commercials um, and web series. There's all different kinds of categories. So, like, in in my agency, they have, like, five agents because one agent just does, like, the movie trailer voice guy. One agent just does animation. Mm -hmm. Another does video games. Another does foreign languages. Another one does narration. So there's a whole bunch of different categories that you can be submitted for
1: okay that's awesome yeah it seems like voiceover is the way to go because not only like um like you said there's so many categories like pretty much everywhere that you go everywhere that you like everywhere that you call there's a voice on the other end of the line and what people don't realize is like that's a voice actor like it's not just someone like It's not just like the grandma of the business Doing hi, hi, thank you for calling. Press one for whatever. It's like that's that's there's someone who actually got compensated to do that voice that yeah. voice work.
0: I know the the person who does uh, Australian Karen on your GPS. I know her.
1: So she yes, spent that's like a awesome. Week,
0: she spent a week recording every possible word that you could do for GPS, and she got paid really good for
1: it too. Wow, that's that's fantastic. So um, now you you talk about going on the web that website acx.com and um, you can put up your reel or whatever. Now in order to get started, like do you like do you need like super fancy equipment or like you do you just need like a a good mic and a, a computer system to yeah. work on? Like if I wanted to, if I wanted to get into if I wanted to go to that website and try to find a book that I can narrate and get paid for it. Like what would that process look like for me?
0: So you get a microphone like a, a Zoom H5. So you want a microphone that you don't have to hook the USB into your computer because sometimes that gives it a hum. So okay. you get a Zoom H5, it records your stuff on um, an SD card, and it's battery operated, so it's mobile. So like I can take it wherever I want to go. Some of the mics are big and bulky, so it's hard to travel with it. And you basically can okay. record, and then um, there's a software. If you if you're uh, got a Mac, you have got GarageBand, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you're a PC, there's a software called Audacity, and it's free. And it it basically shows you how to edit your whatever you recorded.
1: And there's okay. like
0: YouTube videos for all this stuff. But if you type in all that stuff,
1: you'll get it. I'll show you. Okay, that's awesome. So yeah. you do a lot of you do a lot of you you you've covered a lot of ground today, like the different things that you do. So is there one? Thing that you love the most? Like, what is your favorite part about being a part of the entertainment industry? Like, is, do you like the voice acting? Do you like the monologue slam? Do you like actually being out there and acting? Do you like all of it together?
0: Um, I like, I like, I like when I kill at an audition, even if I don't book it. So I get okay. really annoyed when I do, when I think I did a bad audition. So when I okay. do a really good one, and if, I, if I book it, I book it. That's great. But if I don't, I don't care because I did really, I thought I did really well. You know what I mean?
1: Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. And
0: I don't really worry about booking it as much as I used to because okay. there's so many other factors besides you doing a good job, you know, you could be too tall. You could be too t- short. There's so many different things that go into the casting. So, like, when you take the class for the National Slam, that's what the casting director talks about. You know, okay. you might know that casting director, but that still doesn't mean he has that much control over, you know, the audition. He's going to pick up the people that mm-hmm. he thinks are great, but ultimately it's the company that's going to decide who they want. Okay. Yes, that so makes total sense. kind of letting go and just trying to have great auditions is what I like, and then I like watching okay. and hosting the monologues on it too. Okay,
1: that's awesome. So yeah. the a huge part of my audience, they're very new, getting into the entertainment industry. They're they're like they're just really getting started. They're just learning like their monologues and all of that type of thing. So if you could give a piece of advice to yourself 20 years ago when you first got started, what piece of advice would you give them? Would you give yourself? Because I think that would be really valuable for my listeners.
0: Uh, when, I, when I first started, I booked my second audition ever for a national MTV commercial. So I assumed it was always okay. going to be like that. All right. So I was like, oh, this is easy. But... There's ups and downs and it's not a nine to five job. You know, it's, it's something, it's like being a freelancer. Every audition is basically a job interview. And once you get the job, you've got to get ready to audition again because it's not super consistent as far as like working at a bank or something. So you have to mm-hmm. adjust your mind to know that um, you need your days available to audition, but you need a job to support your creativity And you need to find that balance rather than just say, I'm just going to be a waiter so that I can be free for auditions. Because it kind of doesn't make sense if you're up till four in the morning working at a restaurant and then you got to get up at nine for an audition, how well will you be, you know, prepared? Mm -hmm. you got to think of the lay of the land, how you're, how you, if you're starting out, what you want to do, you know, where do you want to end up? And sometimes the best advice is if you, if, If you know the things you don't want to do, that will get you closer to the things you want to do. Even if you don't know what you want to do, if you know you don't want to work at a bank, you're not going to work at a bank. You know what I mean? So it's going to just guide you to where you want to be. Some people will act and then after 10 years say, I I want to be a director or I want to be a producer or I want to cast movies. So it's not like you're stuck in that position if you don't want to because people break Mm -hmm. out of that all the time. So, yeah, I would say I'd say never get too high when you, you know, book a job or anything because you know, you got to you got to book another one and another one and uh just yeah. try to balance your life so that you can be the best actor when you are working and not stressing over your real life. So that's what I would do.
1: That's great. Cause some people and, some people um, just,
0: Pack a bag and go to California. It's like, no, you need a plan. You can't just do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When when I was about 15 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, one of my friends did that. Like, she was going to school, and she's like, I'm going to California, and I'm going to be an actress. I was like, okay. And so she had acted like um, in co- local community theater in Southern New Jersey, and she did her school plays, and she got raving reviews at her school plays. So she packed herself up and moved to California. And I think she's still a waitress now because like she had no plan and she had no contact. So right, I right. love that you like that you said like you have to have a plan. You can't just like you can't just buy a plane ticket and head west or you can't buy a train ticket and head to New York. Like you actually you actually need a plan so that you can survive yeah. and thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Cool.
0: If uh well, if your new if your newbies have any questions or anything that they missed from the um, from our interview, they can always email me at philip at dot com, and it's philip with okay. one l.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll add your um, email to the to the podcast copy because I'm sure that you'll have people reaching out to you because my listeners love asking questions. So be prepared for questions since you offered that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. I you know, I've I've I've, I've actually had some like special private Skype coachings with actors that know me that like had a specific project and they're like, can you help me? I know, it's, I know you're in New York and I'm on set in Atlanta and I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. You know, FaceTime, whatever, however it works. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's
1: another well, thing thank that you, that you so much for that offer.
0: You, yeah. That's, and that's another thing that, that your audience needs to know is that they got to make sure they can set up a good Skype or FaceTime or self tape when they're auditioning like the lighting's got to be right and the sound's good because you could yeah. have the best performance you could have the best performance of your life but if they can't hear it or it's too dark you know it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. We're actually working with them a lot in the coach in the the coaching program that we have. We've done like a whole – the last month has been dedicated to the self-tape. and um, In September, everyone's going to have the opportunity to do that in New York where we're going to have the lighting set up, the cameras, and everything. So thank you for saying that because it's so important. People don't realize how important your first impression is. You have to make sure that your first impression is an excellent one.
0: And like right, you said, right. like you
1: could be the best actor in the world, but if they can't see you or hear you, how are they ever going to know?
0: When is your event in September.
1: It's um, September sixth and
0: seventh. Okay, cool. I'll let my I'll let my yeah, fans yeah. know. Yes, yeah, definitely. Tell, let tell them him. know.
1: Yeah.
0: And tell Mike if he if he has yeah. an opening, I'd love to come.
1: Okay, I'll I'll definitely let him know that.
0: Tell him because I live in New York. Well, Duh.
1: I know, right? You're right there, Philip. You're right there. I'll definitely let him know. All right, cool. Awesome. Well. Well, I just want to thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast. Thank you for dropping bold on my audience. I appreciate that. And um, I hope to meet you in September. All right, cool. Excellent. You have a great day. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. I want to thank everyone so much for taking the time to listen to the VIP Ignite podcast. If you enjoyed my conversation with Philip, please make sure that you hit subscribe to the VIP Ignite podcast. And if you are interested in learning how to become an actor, a model, or a musician, or you have any interest in the event that I was talking about in New York in September or any of our live networking events, please go to our website at 30xchallenge.com backslash discovered, where you can learn more about our company and get registered for our next live webinar. Thank you so much and have a great day.